Well, welcome to Dyson Pixels episode five. Are we up to five? Uh, we are up to five, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Ah, there you go. We're up to episode five. Welcome to Dyson Pixels episode five. This is the uh, the horror and uh, supernatural themed episode for Halloween. <gasps> we should have a special theme that's like horror based, like a normal theme, but played on a harpsichord. Oh, I don't want to do that. going this week puck i'm great i'm awesome i'm wonderful how are you i am awaiting on uh australia post to bring something to my house oh yes your um what's it called the rolly rolly roller poly polar rolly rolly uh rolly seaboard rise anyone that's uh, that works in music out there will know what i'm talking about and know why i'm you know that you know they kind of reminded me of a little bit, but obviously, um, no. You know the um, you know the 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 Feynman um, instrument. Uh, the what? Uh, the one that oh, what's it called? The the one that Richard Feynman um, plays. Oh my god! I just I just I just looked up uh, uh, Feynman instrument. It came up Richard Feynman playing the bongos. That's what- yep. That's what I found as well. <laughs> um, I it's would be careful. That, um- I would be careful keying in anything instrument into uh google if you have safe search <laughs> of um no it's a it's a thing they use the um the intro to star trek like the original theremin theremin not Feynman. sorry i'm thinking of physicists as opposed to um thought that because i'm like that guy didn't play anything apart from the bongos apparently the bongos he's quite talented Anyway, we've gotten off topic. So this episode, yeah. so this episode, we speak with the creator, well, one of the creators behind Netherworld Arcade and Bar, which is an up-and-coming place in Fortitude Valley. I am going to be going through and doing a little mini-review on a game that I actually picked up ages ago, which is uh, described as a supernatural thriller called Oxenfree. And I'm going to be doing a mini, mini, mini review of uh, one called Alien Worm, which is one that I very lazily downloaded today. Oh, exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Alien Worm. It sounds... It's actually not bad. It's not bad for a free 8 meg They're only a tenth of the way to the youth drainers, but a hundred times better already. Oh, we should have saved youth drainers for this episode. No, because it's a different... It's classic. It's a different kind of horror show, man. It's not a horror show, (laughs) it's in it's scary. It's just awful. I agree. I agree. It's horrible. <laughs> so, cool. Okay, we'll get things. We'll get things started off. We have Ben on the line from the up and coming Netherworld Arcade. Hey, Ben. How you going? Hello. I'm very good. How are you guys? Very, very good. I know uh, Puck has a sea of questions because we found out. Uh, what was the other day, Puck? You realized uh, that you actually used to live <laughs> next to this guy for ages, years ago, wherever it was. A couple of, couple of years at least. Well. Uh yeah, well, three years ago, four years ago, three or four, Something like that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but more than that. Like, as in, used to look after each other's dogs until <laughs> yeah. we failed to look after Ben's dog one time, and then he wouldn't <laughs> let us look after the dog again. <laughs> I have Which, well, one of my dogs is is about seventeen centimeters long. Uh, she's uh 
she's a, a very precious little thing. And wow. uh, it's, it's hard not to get very uh, protective of something that tiny and annoying <laughs> and loud. <laughs> Let's get on the bar. That's what everyone wants to hear about. Uh, Puck, sure. Puck, you had a whole pile of stuff you wanted to ask. I'll let you go first because I always go first. So. Oh, yeah. I definitely had lots of questions. Sure. Do you know what any of them are? <laughs> Do you know what any of them are? Okay. No, I got home like four minutes ago. It's <laughs> no excuse. You should have been prepared. This this is radio. Or oh, kind yeah, of no. Radio. No, that's right. I Not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, uh, my questions were mostly around um, what, are you, what are your plans for like, community engagement? So are you looking to get regular groups operating out of there or just build a bar and hope they come? Like, are you, are you working with anyone? I suppose, well, I, all right. I suppose in, in podcast context, I should probably explain what the bar is first. That's a great uh, yeah. idea. Actually, for anyone that didn't hear it last week, here you go. This will be a better rundown than the one we gave when we found it. <laughs> this, is, this is Ben. Hi, uh, I'm Ben. Said- um, okay, so how do we summarize this? I did, a little, I did it well on the internet the other day. I'll try and do it again now. Um, okay, we are opening a place called Netherworld. Netherworld is a, a, a gaming bar, first and foremost. But it's not just a gaming bar. It's it's a it's it's located at the old Step In slash Underdog, one eight six Brunswick Street I in the Valley. It's not so. open yet. It'll get That's there. where I knew the address from. Awesome. It's it's a it's a heritage listed pub. We're going old school. There's a, there's a big old uh, uh, sit down on a stool in front of the pub and and have a couple of pints uh, area there. So what we're sort of trying to mix is a very broad concept of what a gaming club could be. It's not a niche thing. Um, but that said, uh, we are going to appeal still to niche audiences. Um, the place is going to be a little bit of a mecca for old school and nostalgia pinball and arcades. Um, we've got a significant amount of them. We're going to have 15 pinball machines, 25 arcade machines. Um, we're running on probably about a hundred board games. Um, we're probably going to have about, let's say 20% of the ones that you'd walk into a bar and say, Hey, I don't know what board gaming is in any capacity. Connect four sounds good. Um, (laughs) the other 80% will be what you'd consider modern tabletop gaming. Um, Settles uh, in Catan. Sure, and then some. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the only other game you know, isn't it, Puck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, we're going to call it a curated list of board games. Um, beyond that, we'll probably have a, we will have a, a few old school consoles. Um, everything's original, nothing's a recreation, everything's a, a traditional old cabinet. Um, the guy that I'm partnering with uh, for this venue uh, is is a phenomenal pinhead who does uh, looks very similar to us uh, hairless creatures, <laughs> um, and he 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 usually runs um, pinball competitions around Australia. Um, so so I come from a bit more of a very broad gaming background. I love gaming in every capacity. It, uh, I, I couldn't care what kind of gaming it is, whether it's uh, classic video games, modern video game consoles, yeah. RPGs, miniatures. Uh, fucking words with friends on my phone i don't give a shit <laughs> I, I love games in every variety i try to fit one into every single day of my life that's that's sort of the gaming spirit that i want to bring to this place one that's not elitist one that's not uh uh very narrow one that's very broad and welcoming of everybody but not only for that we want to do that with the pub as well so in terms of the drinks we we, we i have another bar over in milton called the scratch um, we, we, we focus on um, uh, microbreweries um, around Brisbane and Australia. Um, we will be bringing a lot of that to this venue as well. Um, we'll be doing some cocktails on tap. Um, we're also doing a, big, uh, a really, really fun kitchen. So 
um, trying to be, be pretty creative with that, um, do, do a really lovely sort of fun uh, uh, pub-style menu, but really catering for, for sort of like dietary requirements as well and people with particular things. So we'll be really sort of vegan-friendly, gluten-free friendly, um, and really... <gasps> I know, right? Puck, um, yeah. But <laughs> general-friendly... <laughs> The general attitude of the place is to be broad and friendly to everyone, but to focus it all around gaming as a variety. But also with that real ferocious theme. So obviously uh, we, we put out the uh, logo and stuff early in the week, which is Netherworld. It's a big sort of like, it's like the Lunar Park face, but if it was a devil, we, yeah, it, it, yeah, we're going to have a lot of that. fun that cool. in terms of everything that's in the Netherworld will be a denizen of the Netherworld. It's, it's an inhabitant of it. We're talking about... I know, I know you like this race. It's the it's the underdark. It's it's uh it's it, it's very themed. It's going to be very fun. Um, but yes, okay. If we're going back, so that's the, the general broad theme of the place. It's quite a big place. It's it's four it's four hundred ish square meters, which is much larger than I'm used to. That's that's what mm. you classify as an actual proper pub. Yeah. Um, which that's is quite a little bit counter to the um small bar movement in Brisbane at the moment. That's that's a proper pub, and and we're terrified. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> it's a big step up for us, and I've not uh. I, uh, I've not spent a lot of time in the Valley over the last bunch of years, but hey, we're ready for the challenge and we're ready to be something different that's in the Valley. Um, going back to your question in terms of community engagement, fuck yes, absolutely. That, 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 um, <laughs> so basically, Done. we're there. From the get-go, uh, the general attitude and the general vibe of the place has been, look, we, we're doing this because we give a shit. It's not, we're not doing this because... You know, arcade bars are a hot topic in Brisbane at the moment. We're doing this because we genuinely give a shit about gaming and we want to engage with the community. So this is a bit of a one for you, one for me, or a little bit of a back and forth. We're going to have to work with everybody to see what works and to uh, figure out where, where, where that relationship lies. So, so basically, we, we absolutely will be engaging with everybody to see how we can possibly help the community, how the community can be involved with us. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're interested in creating is a community hub, a Brisbane hub, that if people go, hey, what's cool to go to in Brisbane, and anyone gives a shit about gaming, they're like, you cannot go past Netherworld. That's the place you need to yeah, go to. That's 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 the place we're aiming for. You've blown every single part of my mind because I've been waiting for this for the last... Um, I'm just working <laughs> out exactly how old I am. Um, yeah, and there's... Well, that's there's... it. Like, that's like we're, we're, we're adults now. We can do what we want. So it's like, right, you want to do a business? Fuck it. Let's do a gaming bar. That'll be great. <laughs> Second, okay, I, I, just, I just point out that... Um, I just point out that, that hilariously, like we... Um, with Dutch Potato, we, we currently have some fairly large chat groups that we run sure. through um, Facebook. So the biggest one, the main one, there's 71 people in it. So it's a big one. And, uh, and I just said, oh, I'm currently interviewing, you know, the guys who were uh, opening up the new gaming bar in, uh, in Brisbane. And I said, does anyone have any questions? Because I thought, you know, these guys are uh, the regular Dutch potato. It's just people. These are the ones who come to games every single week. Yep. First question is, where is it? And the second <laughs> one is, um, so all games? Yeah. <laughs> So what do what I is, think, so can I think you can you clarify that. what all games means? <laughs> yeah. Like that's um I think yeah. Look, yeah. I, I think okay, if we were if we were to limit the concept of all games a little bit. <laughs> we're not okay, so no, not going, don't answer don't answer that question. They're gonna listen to this fucking podcast <laughs> and they're gonna know they're that was a stupid question. They're trolling. <laughs> They're trolling you, Puck. Those were, those were two of the worst questions ever. <laughs> oh, here we go. Question question number like, three. Uh are neckbeards welcome? <laughs> um, neckbeards are welcome, provided you're lovely human beings. If you are a neckbeard that uh, is not a lovely uh, human being, you are not welcome. 
Oh well. Is, I'll, is, I'll that, fair, is that a fair answer? I'll give him the bad news later. I like, um, I like the pub, so, rule, pub rules. Don't be a dick. Works no, well. so, so if you walk into this place, if you walk into this place, the first thing you're going to see is a picture of a clown with a cross over it. No clowns allowed. Excellent. The 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 the, the venue. Um, in in and, and this is similar to our last venue as well. Um, look, it's going to be a little cesspit of of fun, absolutely. Um, but if you're a dick, it's not going to be a home for you. Awesome. All the all the people out there that are listening that are dicks. Um, well, don't listen anyway because we don't want you listening. Go away. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so we announced the place on Tuesday, and um, you know, I read through a bunch of the comments and sort of like it was really nice to see that there was a good, excited reaction to it. Um, but there were a lot of comments that were like, "Oh, so it's like the Manor Bar," and so like, well. No, no, it's not. Like, like, sure, it's in the gaming sphere, um, but those are very two different sides of the coin. Yeah, um, exactly. In it terms would... of the gaming sphere, <clears throat> yeah. And and see and see that's that's what comes down to the heart of really the only way that the Manabar went wrong is because it didn't appeal not to the larger audience, but it didn't appeal beyond an extremely niche audience. So we all loved it, but for example, like my my wife. Uh, it's not that she hated it. It's just every time she thought of going there, I was like, no, nah, it's too small. I'd rather go to a, to a place down the road to have mm-hmm. a drink. Um, so as a result, you, you tended to just get the niche gamers in the room. Um, whereas sure. really, um, totally. but like, like I, on the other hand, like, I don't think they had a responsibility to be anything other than what they were. I don't think they had a responsibility not. to be anything other than a very niche place. And I'm glad they did it. And, and I don't think, honestly, I don't think that we'd be doing what we did um we are doing right now without at the very least that precedent and 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 it's, it's a weird one because sort of people look to us and they're sort of like the, the question that we get a fair bit at the moment is sort of like well if that precedent failed why are you doing this and so like well be- and, that, and that's a tricky question mm. but in my heart i know the the broad scheme that we want to go for i know the community that we want to build it's, it's it's a big project for us and one that that is that is earth-shatteringly scary for us i think i think the broad audience that we want to reach to me is the right way to go about it that if at the end of the day we've got three very distinct rooms in this place right we've got a corner heritage pub we've got a middle area that's got a bunch of pinball machines and a diner and we've got a side room that's pretty much going to make up uh the majority of the arcade machines Mm. and this big stage you can absolutely 100 percent go to this place not play a single game and arguably still have a very good time and i think that's important Mm. Mm. yeah Um, Yeah. that said if you want to go there and just just lose yourself in a sea of games for the entire night. You can absolutely do that. You go to this place by yourself and have a ball, oh, that's, balling time. Yeah, that's what I'm going to um, do. You'll find me living under the bar <laughs> three weeks later. I'm never going to leave. But, um, it's but actually, beyond that, yeah. whilst we still want to be very broad, we we still want to do right in terms of a lot of the purists. We still want to do right in terms of what people consider a good experience. So, I mean, especially with Jimmy, my partner, um, who we're doing with the pinball and stuff, like his level of quality his standards in terms of the pinballs is is arguably as high as they could possibly be um so anyone that's very hardcore into pinball is going to come to this place and hopefully have a very good experience and not walk away saying they were machines that weren't maintained they were Mm. people that didn't know what they were doing and 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 that's what we'd like to bring to the arcade side of it as well um and with the console stuff it's a little bit simpler we can have a lot of fun with that we're going to put a bunch of consoles in there and we'll um We'll just rotate rotate the carts on a daily basis. So yeah, see, that's, uh, that's every day will be a surprise. Every, I think everyone, in terms of talking about quality of the systems, everyone's mm. been to that fish and chip shop in the middle of nowhere that has a pinball machine that's just fucked. And you like start it, and the yeah. ball will immediately get stuck yeah. at the top, and then you cry and walk away. And that's <laughs> the sad thing is, I know people that that's been their only experience with those machines, and they've never played what that 
things supposed to be as uh, people there, there's people that I associate with quite a bit that are of the generation that came after the arcades and they don't really know what they are I, I know someone that saw uh, because they'd never seen the original because they're too young they saw the the recent Tron movie and they're like what the hell's the, this, the arcade I'm like really really get out of my house it's like you disgust they me. don't know what they, they, uh, they don't know what a lock-in is the oh. glory of that <laughs> Wrong. I still remember. Do you remember that arcade machine? It was um, it was the Dungeons and Dragons arcade machine. Yeah, and it's, it was, it's, a, yeah. it's one we've been looking for. We haven't found it. So, oh, and remember how massive the game was? Like it was, it was just a phenomenally large game as far as arcade games go. And I still remember in a lock-in, um, we we went through. I think we worked out. We put the equivalent of about a thousand dollars into it and finished it. <laughs> So, but we, but we obviously didn't put actually a thousand dollars into it. We just were counting the credits that it took to finish wow. this damn game. It was massive. See, that's it's a, but it was awesome. Surprising. So, so one of the one of the tests we've been doing recently is um, a good friend of mine um, has got uh, a really uh, lovely little main cabinet at home. And we've been going through games that we want or games that we have, and just saying, all right, cool, we're gonna push through the credits and see how many credits it actually takes to get through the end of this mm-hmm. game. And some of them are really kind. Some of them are really lovely. Um, one of my personal favorites, which is, uh, Altered Beast. Um, yes. that is, yes. yes, that is fucked up. <laughs> if you think you're finishing that game for anything less than $50, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. That was um, that's, that's maybe a game slightly better suited for maybe a uh, home console. So that might be one we put on to, uh, we put on to Mega Drive free play as a, yeah, yeah. I, I own that. I think, I think, um, that was a game. I think they used to give it away for free. <laughs> I think it was one of those ones. So it was like Sonic, Altered Beast, and um, Golden Axe. I think yeah. they were the three ones all, that used to always give away. All beautiful games. Uh, mm. this is going back to, the best thing about back Golden Axe shop. is that it's uh, Friendly Fire. <laughs> That's not the best thing. Oh, you're one of those players. Great. I'm not playing with you. So coming back just to um, uh, the tabletop side of things. So um, now that uh, now that we've gotten warmed up, the, the nerdlings are... Um, are starting to come up with real questions. Um, uh, so in terms of, like, with D&D, for example, right now we've got a couple of venues who we can get about, you know, six to ten tables of D&D running. So we can effectively have about 40 people at once playing D&D. Um, do you have that kind of capacity that we can... We totally do. We totally do. Um, uh, in terms of the D&D side stuff, so this is... Uh, the conversation actually started quite early about D&D and, and the venue. Um and we, we resigned it to a work in progress and a conversation in progress. Um, it's something we definitely want to do, um, something we 100% will explore. And if you guys are keen, absolutely, let's do it. But if you've got the space, like, we will fill it. We'd like to see how it rolls because it's going to be a very interesting thing. Because this is a fairly untested thing in Brisbane, um, mm. we're very curious to see how the actual balance evolves in terms of People standing up, people eating, people actually utilizing the dinner and the diner, mm, um, people uh, playing games. And doing it at the same time. Um, in terms of D and D, it's like, all right, cool. We can fill every table with D and D. That takes it away from the diner, but that's okay because that'll be part of the fun of it. Um, but it's going to be an experiment and something that we will jump out there and we'll see how we how we go. I popped my D- uh, Dungeon Master cherry last year, um, and yeah, um, have been having <laughs> having a. Uh, having a lot of fun with it it's um it turns out that trying to open a new venue and dm a group at the same time is fucked really really <laughs> fucked. there's a question there that i had for you in terms of all the machines that you've um that you've pulled together uh t- twofold mm-hmm. question 
One is um, where do you actually source a lot of those? And the second one is how long have you been kind of building up this cache of machines for in order to get ready for this? Um, I won't lie. My garage is very full at the moment. Um, <laughs> you have a dream garage by the sound of it. So. <laughs> you'd, you'd think that, but there's no room to actually be comfortable in front of any of the machines. Um, so this has been a work in progress for a long time. So, so this is something that we have actually been exploring for about a year and a half now. Um, but the, our, our big rule was we didn't want to do it until we found the right venue. Um, that took a very, 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 very long time. Mm. Um, until the point that we got, um, the particular location in the Fortitude Valley, um, we actually looked at that very early on and it was much too big. Um, and we came back about six months later and the owner, um, was willing to split the venue up, um, into various areas. So, so that's what we're working with there. Um, so, so it took, so we had a long time to sort of prep. So, so basically a year ahead of that, we'd curated and we'd, we'd written a list of what our dream machines were and and what our, our favorite pinball machines were and um for the most part we've, we've achieved that list uh something that we felt was representative of a good spread of gaming through the 70s 80s and 90s mm. and as far as the pinballs go even even modern modern ones as well um we, we, we've pretty much got our list and what, what we've ended up doing is 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 we've got a few key people that we, we've, we've got uh uh, relationships with. Um, so we, we probably own about 25% of the machines. Mm. Um, and then we've got a, a, a group of a few people that we have good relationships with that are, that are involved in the venue as well. Um, these guys come from very serious arcade background. Um, they're very heavy on the maintenance. They're very heavy on uh, uh, looking after the machines. So, so basically what this has provided us is an opportunity to make sure that we're not going to be one of those venues where people go past and say, well, it's fun, it's great, but they don't look after their machines for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, mm. it's, it's an important aspect of this place to us that if people come through, that the pinball machines are well-maintained on, on a seriously weekly basis to make sure that everything's good, um, that the arcade machines are all in tip-top order, that they're all working properly. And even beyond that, that, you know, that, that even the board games aren't just like put out into the open and you've just got missing pieces. We're going to require um, the audience at the end of the day to really inform us and really let us know if there's any issues whatsoever. Mm. Um, but the best that we can do is do our best to make sure that everything's maintained to its to its best 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 version. <laughs> can I can I ask what you guys uh, are playing at the moment? D and D mostly. Yeah. Puck's all D and D. I'm I'm I currently I currently participate in. Uh, about 20, 22 D and D games a month. That's absurd. That's great though. He's he's the yeah. D and D master. Well, are you are you are you are you how? Okay, what's the what's the um percentage of DM versus player there? No, he you're just, just DMing. Uh, he's master. I'm DM. just DMing. <laughs> I'm I'm like, I like I guarantee I guarantee you I'm I, I would love to come. I'm I'm definitely coming along to something when when I get the chance. I, yeah, well, I, 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 was, I was gonna say it'd be good. I will be. be I will be your murder hobo. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're all murder hobos. I'm gonna point somebody out, and I know that they listen to this podcast. She fucks everything. Everything. You've talked about <laughs> these people this, before. I have. I have. I have a campaign where they didn't kill a single boss. They just fucked them all. They just had sex with everything good. That's one yeah. way to yeah. I suppose it if it's a technique that works. Um, <laughs> so well there you go. Uh, uh, my my yep. background my background is I'm I guess I'm probably the I'm probably more the pixels half of the Dyson pixels. 
Um, I'm traditional yeah. video game. Like I started out, oh wow. I would have gone Vic 20, Master System, Mega Drive, Nintendo, PC, hung around PC for a long time, Xbox, Wii, Xbox, PC, PS4, and I just bounced around through it all. So I, I started in that realm and I only got into table games probably about four years ago. Um, yeah, four or five years ago, I started actually looking at tabletop games. Until then, I, I basically, for, when I thought tabletop game, like the only thing I could think of were things like you mentioned before, like Connect Four and Monopoly and all of the ones that are actually terrible. Um, I shouldn't pay them out. There's, um, there's a pretty good... St- I really want to do a version of Monopoly where you have to role play your experience as a family in context to what's happening to you in the game as you go. So basically, you have, as you go, you're not allowed to do a turn without describing the effects that the actual monetary uh, pressure is having on your actual personal life. That's great. I would play that. That's yeah, it's a fun game. Are you guys, are you guys watching Westworld? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Oh, well, oh, I, okay, he says yeah. Oh, I'm going to point it. Isn't it great in the end? Oh, wait, no. The end of it? The no. end of the whole series. Isn't Stop it- <laughs> there. Because I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I'm picking on Puck right now. Because, what, two days ago, I said to Puck, oh, have you seen Westworld yet? And he went, what's Westworld? So you can't, I, ha- I haven't had a chance to see it yet. And I told him, and he's now gone off and watched a bunch of it. So I haven't even, I'm watching my first um, episode tonight. I'm really, really looking forward to it, but. I yeah. just like the best thing about it is I, it's the first meta gamer I've ever seen in a TV show. There's one character in it that is straight up the worst player you could ever imagine ever <laughs> running in a DM campaign. In wrapping up, uh, I know we haven't got an exact date. It's it's early first quarter next year. Uh, we we might get there earlier than that. Like it's a pretty open thing at the moment. Uh, the the reality of opening a small business that has uh, a lot of things uh, banking on council giving approvals for yeah, um, yeah. is that you can't really dedicate a very specific time to it. Yeah. Um, at the moment, uh, everything's looking okay. Um, we we'd love to open in December um, if that's possible. Um, that may not be a reality, but uh, it'll be any time between December and January. Well, everyone, um, everyone, go and check it out anyway. We'll we'll drop the links to. Um, I think we've done it before. We'll drop the links to the uh, the landing page, which is up at the moment. I think the best places are going to be to follow it on Facebook yeah, and Instagram. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Netherworld we'll Arcade. Netherworld Arcade is the tag. Um, but if you follow on there, you'll see a lot of good things. We'll slowly do a reveal. We'll do a bit of a games uh, list in a couple of weeks, awesome. and I think most people are going to awesome. be pretty happy with with the games list that's coming up. Um, and then, um, yeah, maybe I'll catch up with you guys in, in a month or so or something. We can talk a little bit more about the uh, tabletop side of things and um, uh, things that, that are specifically uh, interesting to you guys. But but I guarantee you that there is a lot of fun things that are going to happen here. We're not going to take it very seriously, but we're going to take it a bit seriously, if you know what I mean. There's going to be alcohol and yes. gaming. Yes. And food. It's not possible to cock that up. And lots of friendly people. I guarantee you're supposed to cock that up. I've seen people do it before. <laughs> so everyone check that out. Netherworld Bar and Arcade coming soon to Fortitude Valley. Um, cool. Well, that brings us to the second part of our show. Horror games. Scary games, Puck. Well, I mean, there's there's quite a lot of um, uh, horror games coming out now. I mean, when you look at like the, the, the big buggers. Um, the I mean, big you've, buggers. Have you, yeah, okay. Well, that big buggers. Like the... <laughs> Like, have you seen, for example, um, have you seen Allison Road? Allison Road. Yeah. Sounds like so, a band. Yeah, you should check it out because some of the um, the screenshots of it look like it's going to be genuinely terrifying. Excellent. Um, oh. Oh. 
Mm. Oh, so um, apparently it was ins- it was inspired by um, a uh, nightmare uh, somebody had. Looks like it. Well, no, it's it, apparently it's been it, it's been inspired by um, uh, Silent Hill. Oh, okay, that'll be um, yeah, yeah, okay, that will be yeah, that will be so two parts looks- amazing, three parts awesome. But the but the good thing about it is that it's being released on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox One. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. Um, That's good. I like too, I like me a bit of uh, couch gaming. Like some yeah. of that. Yep. Um. And the um. Uh. The other one, which looks very interesting and horrific, is Layers of Fear. Oh, yeah. Now, I've already. Seen- yep. I've been looking. Oh at that. my god. <laughs> Um, it looks horrendous in a wow. good way. Um, but, um, but yeah, for those who haven't heard of that one, it's, it's basically about a painter that gets obsessed with painting a masterpiece. Um, and the more he like obsesses about it, the more he goes insane and goes, uh, uh, basically, uh, or was it some um, drifts into madness and alcoholism apparently. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it looks dark and fantastic. Yeah, it's um, first person, first person one. I got so it. there's an early, there's a Steam early access trailer up, but that's about all there is at the moment. I got a chance, um, oh, it was a few weeks ago, to um, have a have a little play with the uh, PSVR um, early. Uh, I think it was pre-release at the time demo of Resident Evil 7's uh, like Bio Biohazard VR thing. Oh yeah! Wow, wow, that is a game. That's a game series that they shouldn't have adapted for VR. Because no matter how prepared you are going into that, it's still brown trousers time. That, oh yeah, that was horrifying. Yeah. So on the um, on everyone the Oculus, get it. Oculus, it's great. <laughs> oh, o- Oculus Rift. Um, I think it's um. Oh, just go to YouTube. Go to YouTube now. No. And search Oculus Rift Asylum. Oh, is it that is... the uh, the movie? No, 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 no. It's it's just it's a game. Um, but there's um uh what's he what's his name is it, what's the name of the the Scottish guy um thanks is it Jack Septic guy is I was gonna say guy? Peter Capaldi um, Irish Irish guy oh ja- no uh, ja- ja- welcome to Jack Septic guy that guy um yeah uh Jack Septic yeah 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 so um if you search that. for <laughs> Oculus Rift Asylum he's like the third video down it is fantastic this guy I think literally shits his pants <laughs> like halfway through he's possibly. Um, some of his game reviews are some of the funniest, most bizarre things I've ever watched. Yeah, like um, have you have you seen the one for um, uh, uh, the goat, goat yeah. simulator? Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> um, but now, while while we're promoting uh, unpaid uh, other uh, podcasts, yeah, uh, well, vodcasts actually go check out Jack Jack Septicai. The mm. guy's insane. It's fantastic. Um, no, I will check that out. So, but but yes, yes, yes. I don't think we have any news this week. Anyway, I do have something that I wanted to um, I wanted to lead on to from uh, from last week, which was I uh, I tried out Gumballs and Dungeons, Puck. What did and, you uh, think? I thought it was good until I suspect that they nerfed it in the way I thought they might nerf it. No, see, I thought you might have said I thought that might have happened, and then I, I um I went and had an, another well continued playing it, and um. I was fine. I'm stuck. So, I played it. I played it for about forty hours straight, um, with a small sleep in the middle, and I don't know. Of- I don't know how far I got, but I've I've gotten up to a point where I can't go any further. It's too hard for me to do anything. Mm. 
Um, there, there's there's a couple of um, there's a couple of dungeons which are supposed to be like that. Once you get through a handful of them, um, you get the um, the, the oh, what are they called? The unlimited dungeons, oh, or whatever. Sh- like they're just Dagger. unending. Um, <laughs> At the end oh, of the dungeon. Oh, you didn't Something get the like reference. I'm gonna kick you. Ugh. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, Sha- Ashante oh. Dagger, Eddie Murphy, Golden Child. <laughs> I have one. not seen that movie in literally like 25 years. Exactly. <laughs> well, your memory's crap. You're obviously old. You're over the hill, and and you suck. Um, another horror game. Uh, actually, no, no. On the subject of horrifying things, only because you mentioned it to me yesterday in passing. Uh, what is the deal with this? Uh, this uh, iPhone and Android game places I've pooped. Oh, yeah, or whatever man. it's called. Why do it's you not a sound game. excited? That's well, it's not it's a game. Not a it's game. a way of life. It is a God. way of life. Yeah, I, I noticed it yesterday when I went into the app store. One of the trending items. Let's, let's see if it's still there. Let's see if it's still trending. Um, oh, hang on. For, for all that is now? good in this world, I hope it is. Oh not no, it's still gone trending. now. Good. It's gone now. So we had. Uh, it was would you like, you like you to know, describe boost, to juice, our listeners? Color switch. Would you like to describe to wings. all of our uh, listeners what that game is? Oh, here we go. Okay. Places I've pooped is a little gem that lets you track all the places you've pooped in the world, expand your territory, mark everywhere uh, you visited bombs away. Um, but then the reviews are fantastic. So the very first review. Um, five stars. Proud to say I've pooped all over the world. Uh, five stars. It's pretty awesome to see it all on a map. Uh, one star. <laughs> My location pins keep disappearing off the map because other people poo where I've pooed. <laughs> hey, well, no. If someone marks on top of your territory, you've lost the claim. And it's, this is my favorite one. The this flag. is once they've captured this the is, flag. Yeah, this is disappointment. This is just disappointment personified. One star. Can't search for friends who've also downloaded the app. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, such a shock. Sounds like a five-star app. So anyone out there that'd like to poop their way across Europe, uh, go grab that app. Exciting. That sounds like, sounds like a fantastic app. It sounds like the worst. The worst. I know a lot of people that would have won Mexico while they were there based on their, uh, their gastric <laughs> experiences in Mexico. Great. It's kind of like Pokemon, but no, playable. no, it's really not. Um, <laughs> you want to know one of the key differences? One, the poop game has a tracking system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, all of the Pokemon listeners that have enraged, thrown their phones down, and never played it again, just cheered <laughs> in unison. Um, well, okay, friggin' Pokemon, like. I don't know what was going on with my account, but I'll be at home and like my wife would be like, oh, I got another Pikachu. I'm like, how many is that? She's like, 11. And we're like, God damn it. Because all Nobody, I had was like 40. That's a lot. I had like 40 Raditors. And I'm like, this is, this yeah. is crap. Retarders are and everywhere, man. So I started going for walks and then all I found were Pidgeos. I'm like, come on. You got to like, walk. You, see- you got to go to specific. If you go to CBD, walk around the South Bank, there's stuff everywhere. But if you live... In the suburbs or out in the middle of nowhere, you're mm. not going to find anything. Although, interestingly, Woodford, which is no, not I'm far not. from here, is um, is a hot spot for weird creatures and stuff. It's a little bit strange. I stopped playing it once they made all of the handy tracking apps illegal, and then they nerfed it more, and then they made it uh, recently. So, if you're in a car, because uh, my wife used to co-pilot. Because when, when you're out here, the only way to find stuff is to drive around with someone in the passenger seat looking at their screen to find out where stuff is so you can go and stop and walk around and get it, right? 
They've removed that. Mm. They had a warning for a while that if you're going fast in a certain thing, it kept popping up, don't do this while you're driving. Now they've just made it so creatures do not appear while you're moving faster than a certain speed. So they've destroyed it for anyone that lives in, you know, any right. area that's not, not in the middle of the city. Um, you can hear yeah. the rage dripping off my voice. I well, I don't think anyone really plays it anymore, do they? Oh, there's that guy. I've seen a guy. There's one guy. Yeah. There's that one guy. He might have been... Maybe um, the, he works for Nintendo. Maybe the young people are. Right. Moving straight ahead to our horror episode, which is beginning out like a horror show anyway. Um, yeah. There's an upcoming game. I don't know if you come across this called Pamela. No. Now, check out Pamela. Um, oh, oh. Bit of doulant tondra there. Um... So it, it's P dot A dot M dot yeah okay it's Pamela with dots between each letter Pamela Pamela Rebirth uh, no it's just Ooh. Pamela it's on Steam oh the the the, the trailer is making me sign in because it's got adult okay, content that's, apparently that's yes. how you know it's okay good. Oh, exactly okay I'll read it explore fight and survive as an awakened sleeper in a fallen utopian city ravaged by a horrific disease I'm already all over this by the way um, with an yep. array of high tech weapons highly immersive UI full body awareness and much more. Pamela delivers an intense and unforgiving survival experience. Now, the reason I think you will like this is if I remember correctly, there is, yes, there is uh, Pamela, who is the omnipresent AI overseer, taking you back to some of your memories of Portal. Um, except, yeah. by the sound of it, she's a okay. little bit more dark. A little bit darker. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, I, I can see the... Uh, I'm looking just like a real quick trailer of it, just sort of like flicking through and... Oh, wait a minute. No, I have seen this. It's, and it's, isn't it it's that- a bit like Alien Isolation, but you don't get your face bitten off every three seconds. Yeah, that's right. And it doesn't like just every now and again, just things just goes like batshit crazy, just all of a sudden. You've described life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, have you ever seen, have you Have you ever seen that uh, that subreddit that's all about that? And it's tech support. It's tech support for um a virtual for a um uh, an alternate reality game, but the alternate reality game is life. So it's just people bitching about that. how like, uh. yeah, it's it's just people bitching about how it's like um you know the game's really unbalanced and it's really difficult to progress in your career. So you know it'd be really good if like the developers could fix that. Uh, <laughs> or the or, or the graphics today are really grey. Um, the graphics yeah. are great. Uh, well, the gameplay is terrible. Well, there's a guy who, um, uh, uh, a guy who went on who's colorblind and was trying to get tech support because he's his um his video card's not working. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, um, okay, hang on. I'm keen to hear about your game. Um, I'm uh, I'm keen to talk about my game. You go well, first this do- time. You go first this I was time. Say, how about we do my jumping. game because it's very very short. Yeah. It's called Alien Worm. I'm over it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all, no. Okay, so it's it's a it's a it's <laughs> review is over. A, How many stars? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's pretty much um, uh, it's it's a puzzler that you click different items to do different functions, and the idea is that you have to sort of help the little alien worm through the world to gradually consume bigger and badder um, other living creatures. So it starts off the very first. So it's it's, it's first, basically um, modeled off the corporate model for business. <laughs> yeah, pretty much advancement. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so um uh so 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 the very first one it does for example you have to um like click a few things to to make it a, 
to make a frog want to eat the worm and then the worm <laughs> turns into a larger worm because it's eaten by the frog. Um, then you have to convince a cat to eat you and then it you know, eats the cat and becomes bigger and, and so on and so forth. Sounds and a bit like just the blob, but it's screen. actually got more of an idea of what it's doing. Yeah, a kind guide of, but it's, it's, but it's a puzzler. It's a puzzler. So, um, yeah. So, um, look, it, look, it's it's fun. It's free. It's a mobile game. Um, uh, it takes probably, uh, look, if you've, if you've got a brain in your head, it's probably take you maybe two hours to play through it. It's not a, it's not a terribly difficult game. Um, but it can be a bit tricky. Um, I, I, I played it just while I was watching TV um, and finished it in a couple of hours. Nice. Um, TV if I gave it to my wife, my, my, my wife's much cleverer than I am, so she'd probably finish it in 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, look, it, it's it's worth downloading. It's worth having a look. And the, the developers have a couple of other really cool games. Is it scary? That, uh, that look nice. Is it horror? Is it really a horror worm? Because I know you searched for it. Uh, you found it by searching for a horror worm I or just, something. I just searched horror yeah. to see what came up. Um, yeah, technically. Technically. What about that other game you found? That looked like horror. <laughs> we'll, we'll go I to that next I didn't want to play week. that one. It looked too scary. Oh, with its vibrant CGA graphics. Yeah, man. It, well, I've got a... See, I've got a uh, 6S Plus. Oh. You know, so you've basically a big screen. got a small television you take around in your pants. Yeah, it's a big screen. Do you, I do, that remember, on my do you remember when small phones were the cool thing? And they were getting small, and everyone goes, "Yeah, I like the smallest phone ever." I miss that. Yeah, was it? I was really it, miss that. Was it like a Nokia eighty two ten? I, I want to say the smallest one they got was there was like this tiny little Sony something or other, and it was about the size of a Zippo lighter. I had mm. one, and I kept dropping it under my car seat and losing it. But it was it was great. I, I admit, yes, that would not work with a touch screen. But I miss the convenience of you know when we used to have phones instead of car- carrying around a. Tablets. Now, do you remember? Do you remember having to call and talk to someone for nine minutes and fifty-five seconds before hanging up and calling them back because you only had ten the first ten minutes of a phone call free? Oh, I still do that now. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. I, I, I'm on an unlimited plan. It's just a habit. It's great. Yeah. No, we've we, we've we've come a long way. We have, dude. I remember <laughs> when checking movie times used to involve ringing a phone line. Um. Over the oh, every week, every week we fall into this. Oh well, I'm yeah. Back in my day, we used to walk seven hundred kilometers to school through the snow, and we'd have to drag a buffalo via a rope attached to our testicles. Um, there's no way we can okay. go from that. So moving on to my review. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I played Oxenfree. Now, how do I describe this game? This it's a it's a weird game. It's a bit like a point and click adventure without the point and click. Um, and I realize I've kind of said, oh, it's like Tetris without the blocks. But um, yeah. no, no, no. It's, uh, it's got that really nice like painted art style. However, it's keyboard, mouse, or controller, depending on what you're playing it on. Uh, sort of free movement. There's only certain places in the level you can walk and move. Uh, there, there's a bit of walking simulator going on in this as you move around the level and look at different things and you know interact with different objects. Now... I won't say too much about it because it's one of those games that if I describe it too much, it will ruin bits of the plot. But essentially, you're a um, the protagonist is a young girl who's there with her uh, stepbrother and a friend of theirs, and they basically go to this 
Island, which is just like a, a off the shore tourist island where everyone goes home at night. No one really lives on this island. Um, they go there to you know party, get drunk, and because one of the guys has said, well, there's this really cool cave there. If you go to this cave with an old like uh, kind of CB radio and tune the f- frequencies, you pick up voices and stuff that's not actually there. And everyone's like, yeah, oh, okay, that's cool. What, whatever, cool. So, so anyway, you get there, um, you meet up with a couple other friends, you start to have the obligatory like little teenage party thing at the beginning. Everyone gets bored and they go, let's go and explore. Go to the cave, start tuning in, and then you start hearing some of the creepiest noises I've ever heard in any game. Um, there's a flashing light and something's in the cave. And of course, in the tradition of all American-based horror and thriller movies... They decide to go into the cave. Um, now, I won't good, criticize good. that because without that plot device, it's just a bunch of people sitting on a beach and that would be the game. And admittedly, that's still better than the youth drainers from two episodes ago, but point aside, they go into the cave. Um, and then really bizarre stuff starts happening. I won't get too far into it, but there's this weird stuff written on the walls. They find kind of antique furniture scattered there that just shouldn't be there. Um, and they find that they find that when they tune the uh, the radio in certain spots, it essentially opens up this really weird. It's, I I want to say an into I haven't finished it yet. I want to say interdimensional portal. Um, and a being tries to communicate with you, but they communicate by talking through snippets of words from old radio programs. So it's really disjointed and and eerie and sometimes difficult to understand. Um, and then you're basically. Uh, the the cave starts vibrating when you reach a certain frequency, all hell breaks loose, and everyone's teleported to a random part of the island. Um, right. I yeah, won't... I'm, I'm, t- I'm looking at some screenshots of it now. It looks amazing. It's it's really good. It. I started playing it at about uh, 7 o'clock last night, I want to say, and it was one of those games where it was probably at about 11.30. I was just still playing because I was going, this is really weird. I want to find out what happens next. It It's not weird as in it doesn't have a cohesive plot. It definitely does it's got Mm. elements of a ghost kind of thing i don't know if there's an alien thing going on i think it's all ghost supernatural not demonic i don't don't know but it's um it's very very cool it's supernatural thriller definitely describes it well and some of the banter between the characters is great the voice acting especially by the the lead girl is really really good okay so the the question i've got then is um uh, what's the soundtrack like? Because uh, on Steam, it looks like they that you can buy you buy the OST. Um, um, yeah, the soundtrack. Is usually this, is, this is bizarre. The soundtrack is very very similar to the music on my first album. Whoever did the soundtrack, and I haven't I haven't checked who they are. They their composition style is eerily similar to mine. I was listening to it, going, "This is cool." Did I write this? No, I didn't write this. But it sounds similar to something that I would have written. Um, I'm just seeing if I can find out who the um, the composer was. It's um, it's semi-electronic, uh, synthesized orchestral. Uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting blend of genres. Not chip tune, but a little synthetic. It works. The soundtrack really works quite well. It was distract. There was one part that seemed a bit out of place, but after that beginning bit, uh, it adds to the atmosphere of the game. I played it on the big screen with surround sound on, so that, oh, okay. that I think right. also added to it a lot. But I, I, um, mm. I recommend it. Check it out. I, I think it's, 
I think it's great. Um, yeah, it looks like it looks like it's won a whole bunch of awards as well. I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, they, I, I they, picked it, it up it, when I was hearing a lot of press about it ages ago, and then I never had a chance to play it. Well, it looks like it, it's won um, uh, the IGF 2016 Excellence in Visual Art, um, and it got honourable mentions for uh, the Seamus McNally Grand Prize. Well, that's presumably some kind of sponsored prize. The Seamus McNally um, Grand Prize. Yeah. Um, excellent. Sorry. Uh, excellence in narrative and excellence in audio. So. It did, it's good. Yeah. It did yeah. really well. Have you seen the um the the horror game that they've uh, like another one that Funcom put out called The Park? Oh yes. Because you can buy that in a yes. um, in a pack. Haven't played it. Um, Haven't played it. It. It's a great premise. Like the, the 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 premise of it for anyone who doesn't know is, um, you're a mother whose child has run off into a, uh, creepy amusement park basically. It's abandoned amusement so, park, I believe. Yeah, and apparently there's and uh, and apparently there's a button that is dedicated to yelling out for your child. Oh, that'd just freak. <laughs> that'd yeah. freak me out, man. Or or I'd troll. In order to loosen the atmosphere, I just keep hitting the button over and over mm. until it became meaningless. Now, funnily enough, do you remember we had a few podcasts ago, we had a conversation around a game that I was positive I had on um, PC called The Last of Us? Yeah, you didn't because it never came out on PC. I know. And do you know wrong. why? You're wrong. I thought I was thinking it was a different game. You know the game I was thinking of at the time? Life is Strange. That's what I was thinking. Oh, of. that's... Okay, that is... Couldn't be further from The Last of Us. I um, know. But um, I, but life- I still liked that. I finished Life of Strange, all five episodes. I, I thought it was... I haven't. I and thought it's free. it was... Um, it's not free. First episode is. Yeah, the rest aren't. And if you no, play the first episode, time. you'll need to play the rest. Yeah, but every person I know who's ever played Life is Strange has loved it. Yeah, well, it was good. It was really, really good. Um, it is a. And not, it is and not what, just loved it. It is what an interactive film should be. Yeah, that's how I describe it. And some people I know they haven't just loved it. It's been like this game changed my life. Level of loved it. Yeah. Well, the see, only thing I, that um, bugged me uh, is um, because it was a it was a square game, um, and they do this occasionally in, in some of the their engines. The the freaking mouth movements did not remotely line up with the vocals. Right. And it really bugged me because it wasn't far away enough to be like dubbed anime, which you kind of just accept. It was close enough to not be that, so your brain was expecting it to be synchronized, but then it wasn't. Mm. But still, really good game. Yeah, you play that one. Play the first one, then yeah, you have to buy yeah. Well, the rest see, of see, I, bankrupt I, yourself. Like I, I, I'd always heard of it. It was always on like my um, peripheral sort of vision. Um, but the reason why I downloaded it in the first place, I haven't actually played it yet. It's on my list of things that I really need to do. Uh, but a good friend of mine, Ren, she just raved about it. Um, uh, and that like to the point where I felt I was Little bubbles started forming it. in the corner of her mouth. and <laughs> oh, Pretty much. Pretty much. Wow. She was, she's like, it's amazing. You have to play it. And I'm like, I haven't played it yet. She's like, gotta go play it. Play it now. I'm like, okay, cool. What would be? Because I mean, it's not... It's not often that people rave about games nowadays. Like they, they're like, "Oh, yeah, it's right." Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not bad. I've had a couple. I've had a couple of those like life-changing games that you come out of. Uh, I can't remember them now, so they obviously weren't that life-changing. Mm, stepped into that one, didn't I? I know I've had games that I've come out of and I've gone, "Wow, name that ten, was amazing." Name ten. Name ten. Ten life-changing ten. games. 
my life hasn't changed ten times. I can't name <laughs> ten changes. Um, okay, uh, not life-changing games I had big remo- emotional reactions to. Believe it or not, the end of the first of the new uh, of the new StarCraft episodes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Don't know why. Okay. Don't know why. Had a had an emotional reaction to that. Last of Us. Last of Us was great. Anyone that's played well, that, I'd love to the say giraffe I've man. That, when the giraffe walks in, and and you don't know what I'm talking about, which is what makes it beautiful. I am not ashamed to say that I I there would there was a tear, there was a tear yeah. because it was beautiful. It was so. <laughs> it was beautiful, and you'll never know what I'm talking about unless you steal no. steal my PS4. No, well I, I've I've I'd played it on PC. That. You haven't. The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you're gonna get a cease and desist from Sony <laughs> because uh, they're annoyed. Oh. Okay, so so how about how about we do a good old fashioned top five horror games of all time? Top five horror played? games of all time. Okay, Doom Three. Oh yeah, Doom right. Three. Um, only because it came out at the beginning of uh uh oh, one of the Silent Hills. Can't pick which one. Oh, they're yeah. all. They're all quite creepy. Um, I'm gonna. Well, do you want to? Do you want to go? Do you want to go back and forth? So one each. Yeah, well, I've done two. So you do two, and um, then we we'll go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Dead Island on here, but with the caveat that it was really disappointing and it was executed very very poorly. <laughs> um, okay. So why? Why your list must suck. <laughs> yeah. Got, well, I can put yeah. it on there, but it no, wasn't no, no, really no. Good. Okay. Dead, Dead like Island. It. Dead Island was highly anticipated. Do you remember the video for it? The um the the the, the slow motion backwards video? Yeah. Yeah, amazing, right? And the game itself is fantastic. But then there were little things that they was just completely cocked up. So the fact that you couldn't turn off the the internal microphones. Oh right? yeah. So when you played with people, you had to listen to them using the inbuilt sound, which was awful. And it was it it's it made the game unplayable. I never experienced that. People. I only played it first. I uh, only played it single player. Um, yeah, no multiplayer was unplayable, and the whole point about the whole point of it was to play multiplayer. Um, so, and of course, by the time they they did release a patch about a month, yeah, month but everyone later, had gone away. It's too late. It's too late. Everyone everyone had left it. Um, and I never really went back to it because so, okay, hang on. So hang on. The, your, the first one on your list is one that you've kind of just bagged out. What's second on your list? I'm interested. What hole are we uh, heading down? Okay, second is a is an old Wii game. Now, I'm sure Please it's Please tell me that you... Well. So, there's a scary Wii game. Yeah. Okay. House of the Dead Overkill. Okay, that was good. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Oh, my God. So I, much fun. I played that a lot. Yeah, we we actually went and bought a um, a couple of like proper, uh, proper guns off of um, uh, eBay to play it on the Wii. Fantastic. I still remember um, I had a group of friends come around before we were having a barbecue one night um, and we played it literally the entire day in order to clock it and we were so excited because we got right to the end and have you have you finished it? Yeah. Uh, so, you know at the end where the guy comes out of the oh, giant yeah. wow. zombie thing and there's like, now. oh, oh I, I miss being inside mother and then climbs back inside yeah. her. Yeah, gross ass, right? Yeah. So I we played, that we now. played, yeah, we played all the way through that, and um, then we had an idiot turn up 
whilst we were playing through it again because we had it because then people starting arrive started arriving and we we're like oh you should have seen this last um, this last cinematic it was ridiculous and we were telling them and they were like oh I want to see that so as people arriving we started playing through it again and we finally got to the end because you can't repeat the bloody cinematics no and we finally got to the end and one of the last people to arrive is someone who I'm no longer friends with not because of this but but this is played no longer- a part. In the, gl- in the larger part. picture of why this person's a dick. Got to the end and the cinematic started and some of the gross parts started and one person in the room goes, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Make it stop. You know, when someone says that, they don't actually mean make it stop. You know, they mean this is this is crazy. Yeah. So one of the, so this, this person skipped the cinematic. What? I'm like... <laughs> Are you serious? It just took us four hours. Yeah, right there. Of this right there. Right there. No longer a friend. I, yeah. That would I wouldn't have needed to play a part. I don't care. I, you could have been, you know, standing alongside me my whole life. You could have saved my life. You skip a cutscene that, especially if I haven't seen the cutscene, you're gone. Yeah. You're dead to me. Get out. Yeah, oh, it was man. really, it was really awkward. Well, okay, but, hang yeah. on. So, next, next on my li- next on my list. Um, going back away, the original, and I know you haven't played the original, the first American McGee's Alice. That was... I have, I have played the original. It's that great. was awesome. I loved that one. Uh, mm, that was a lot of fun. Your next one? We're up to three. Okay, I'm going to go on old classic, Left 4 Dead 2. That is still... Yeah, that was great. Not Left 4 Dead 1, because is- Left 4 Dead 1 started the Left 4 Dead trend. No, because Left Left 4 Dead 2 is now, even today, is extremely playable. You can still jump in and have fun and really enjoy it. Uh, one Whereas, is as well. I'd argue one is as well. Oh, but the graphics aren't as good, so it's a little bit jarring when nowadays graf- like um, uh, graphics are in first-person shooters are so, yeah, are yeah, so yeah. good. You know, so Left 4 Dead 2, I found um, also all the different game modes as well. You yeah, don't have true. to have, you don't have to be multiplayer. So when we were over in um, Canada. Um, the end of last year, um, we didn't really have internet. So I made sure I loaded up a couple of games so that if there was ever a time when um, I didn't have anything to do or it was nighttime or something, we were stuck in a hotel, um, uh, I was able to play something. And Left 4 Dead 2 was great because you don't have to be online to play. You just jump in and go, which is rare. Um, Okay, next one on my list uh, is um, uh, Dead Space. Dead Space never was played friggin' it. terrifying. It was okay, the first I, two. The first two were just downright terrifying. You know how you were playing Doom that night and like yeah. you had your yeah, um, yeah. If you had been playing Dead Space instead of Doom, you would have needed therapy for the rest of your life. That game is the first two are terrifying. Play them in the dark with headphones. You will yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah right. You'll not survive it. Yeah, uh, no, I. Um, but it was good. I, I never, I, I never really played it. I never got into it. It's one of those series which I always regretted not getting into it. But I, yeah. I'd give it a go. The third one was a bit different. It was more of a cinematic movie thing. I really liked the third one too, because um, it was more of yeah, an action, uh, story-driven cutscene kind of movie, and that that was really really cool. First two were very different, but I liked all of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop in my last one uh, now. Um, there there would be hundreds of others. Uh, there was a little. Uh, side-scrolling indie one that I can't remember the game of. I'm searching my hard drive for it. God damn it. Um, but I'm going to throw in there... Uh, hang on. Where's this game? 
No, it's gone. Forget it. Screw it. Don't care anymore. It's dead. Is it to Last me. of Us? It's not Last of Us. Is it the PC version of Last of Us? <laughs> One, oh. Next time. It's different. Next time. I s- but it was different. They even changed his name to Life is Strange. I'm going to set you on fire. I'm going to set you on fire on air. And we're going to do a live podcast so I can set you on fire on air. Okay, well, I'm going to put my number four in there of Daisy. You're up to five, um, aren't you? Oh, no, you're up to four. Yeah, okay. Number four. So, Daisy uh, was, I think, when it when it got released. So, anyone who doesn't know, Daisy was originally a mod for Armour 2, um, which is a weird thing to be a mod for yeah. in terms of zombie shooter. <laughs> right. Um, but... Daisy um, was unlike anything else when it got released. Um, the premise, of course, of Daisy is you get dropped in the middle of nowhere with nothing. Um, and you have to avoid zombies until you can find a gun or rations or something. And the, the world is enormous, but it's multiplayer. So there are potentially hundreds of other people on the server who want what you have. So there's lots it's, of videos out there. It's chaotic. Uh, Mad Max yeah, stuff. But the, the, the issue that I had with DayZ is it's so punishing. Mm. It's like you can spend four days finding things and then you can walk for another two and then just get shot. Yeah. And it's yeah. By who, whoever's found a sniper rifle first. I, I don't know uh, if you've ever seen <laughs> if you've ever seen uh the episode of Good Game where they, they reviewed Daisy. One of my favorite episodes. Um no. Oh yeah, Hex and Bajo were playing together and um I can't remember how long they were playing for, but Hex like spawned hundreds of kilometers away, and she finally, finally found um, Bajo, <laughs> and they were like cheering, and they she to avoid zombies, she was basically crawling through the grass. So they crawled towards each other and were yelling in cheers. And they they stood up and went into this church thing, and there was some guy in there that just shot it in the head instantly. Wow! And she's like. I just spent hours. And of course, Bajo didn't care. He was busy looting her corpse. But, but um, they spent hours. And that was my experience too. I had a very, very similar experience. It was a game that I played. I went, this is fantastic. And then something like that happened and I've never played it again. Because it was... Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it, it, burned it, it burned it out. Now, my number... Uh, uh, must be up to my number five. Yeah. Oh, I've got a heap that I could put in this list. But... I'm going to say um, the original Dead Rising. In retrospect, oh, yeah. in retrospect, it was no, it was a good game. It had a very loose plot, um, but the reason for it is it was the first game ever where you could effectively have thousands of zombies on screen at once, and you could get rid of them in a numerous, a number of ridiculous ways: lawn mowers and and driving a car around the level and all that kind of stuff, and. Mm. I really I like that game enough. It was an Xbox exclusive um, for the first part of its life. Uh, did the original ever come out on PC? I know the other ones did. I think so. I seem to remember seeing it. Either, either way, um, it was the reason I bought an Xbox. And to this day, it is the only reason that I bought an Xbox. And quite frankly, if I <laughs> was coming out on PC, I wouldn't have bought an Xbox. Because wow. in... Okay. Rant time, small rant time. You know how you were talking about Fable 3 last week? Yeah, yeah. I decided, oh, I missed that game. So I wanted to play it on the couch, and I had saved games from my old, 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 old Xbox um, for Fable 3. So I went, I'll go and pick it up. So I bought it for like seven bucks at Cashies. Brought it home, 
put it in the drive, played for played for four minutes, this disc is unreadable. Went, oh, okay, cool. Took it out, looked at the disc, nothing wrong with it. It's it's fine. I cleaned it. No, it's one of the most pristine discs I've ever seen on both sides. Put it back in. Yeah, yeah. Played played had to play from the beginning again. Played for half an hour. Same issue. Got a bit annoyed. Took it out. Blew into the drive. Uh, sp- uh, used a compressed air thing to try and blow anything out of the way. Put it back in. Played for another. I think half an hour. Again, I had to restart the whole game from the beginning and watch all the first cutscenes and all the tutorial crap. Then I died again. Uh, Didn't die again, sorry. It died again. So I got annoyed and went, okay, I haven't played the Xbox for a while. I'll put in another game. So I started playing something else. It's not the disc. It's the friggin' Xbox. Here's the reason for my my bitch. I have... I have an Xbox 360. I got a PS3. I got a PS4. I got a Vita. I got a Wii. I got all these other things. I bought my PS3 nearly at the same time I got my Xbox years ago. What's this? Eight, ten years ago? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. I've been through four Xbox 360s. The PS3 is still working fine. My first Xbox 360, Red Ringed of Death. The second one, Red Ringed. The third one just stopped doing anything. It worked. You just couldn't run games on it anymore. Um, and the fourth one, and I kept getting either replacements or warranty repairs or something like that until I'm now using a, a different model. It's not the original. It's like the new new black one that the drives failed in. Microsoft, what is going on there? What hardware are you putting in it? What what country are you buying these components from? Because I you know, know a console works really yeah. well and never seems to fail. The Wii? A Wii. Yeah, of course. I thought you were going to say the Wii U. Wii. I was going to say the Wii U doesn't fail because you never turn it on. <laughs> you never, you never but play in it. In ten years, <laughs> in ten years, I've probably played uh, maybe twenty to twenty-five hours on the Xbox because everything that was an exclusive for it is coming out on PC. So there's no point. The PS3, I've played hundreds and hundreds of hours because all of the stuff on it that's exclusive stays an exclusive. There is my whinge. So Xbox. Get your stuff manufactured in a country that knows how to make components. I don't care where it is. But it's obviously coming out of some <laughs> some place in the depths of Guatemala or so. I don't know what you guys are doing. Shame. Microsoft, yeah. I okay. hate you. Burn. You suck. So on that, uh-huh. on that, my number five, and this is actually one of my all-time favorite games as a whole, uh, is Seven Days to Die. I'm not a fan. Well, you sir. Well, you sir too. Um, <laughs> I found I haven't played. You I haven't played die. I'll tell you why. What I I found that it was a bit bland in terms of the scenery. It felt a bit. Uh, I'm I don't really care about graphics that much. I'm more in it for gameplay. Um, mm. But it something about it just didn't really inspire me to continue playing. The other thing, the problem that I have with it is. Uh, as you know, because of a hand injury, stupid thing, I use a uh, uh, da, 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 a Wacom tablet to play games. Mm. Which took a while to get used to, um, instead of a mouse because a mouse just hurts my wrist. Um, yeah, Seven Days to Die. This is not a criticism explicitly of this game. It's a criticism of some weird export setting or something in in Unity. Certain FPS games do not work with the new Wacom tablets. Now, I can probably blame Wacom for that because it works with the old tablets, but it was annoying. I can't play it anymore. I went back to have another look. I can't actually play it because I can't move the camera. 
Oh, um, right, okay. I can play with a trackpad. And wow, I had so much success running away from zombies and trying to survive with a trackpad. Well, let's see. I had... Um, uh, I've... I've I've played it in a couple of different ways. Uh, one was on a private server that we set up, uh, which was actually great um, because I found that the the way to really have fun with it is you've got, you've got to hack the server a little bit um, to, to give yourself lots of materials. <laughs> okay. Really. Okay. So, so, in essence, you're saying I love this game, um, but the way to play is to cheat. And if you cheat, it's a great game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. I so don't this, think you're allowed to have that in your top five yeah, because no, no, of the no, no, way no. So that you've played it. No, no, no. So there's there's two ways to play it. One is is just playing it like our natural, right? So, so you naked. grab a gear, you jump, yeah, you, you jump into a server, you start off naked, you grab all your stuff and you play it as a survival game. Um, that's great. That's good fun. Um, uh, where I found I had the most fun though was actually in building bases and building up defenses and then having zombie hordes come along and try and destroy it and having to hunt them 3D down. 3D tower defense. Yeah, kind of, kind yeah. of. So um, I ended up building just a, oh man, a monstrous bloody... Um, uh, base. It ha- it was enormous. It even had a gigantic castle that was probably a castle. <sighs> yeah, it was probably castle? about two hundred blocks. Not two, a castle. About 200... A castle. Castle. <laughs> it's a castle. About two two hundred blocks high. Um. Uh. But it was shaped in the. <laughs> it was shaped as P U C K on the top of it. It was ridiculous. Wow. You could see it from like several kilometers away. You built a puck castle. I built a. I built a puck castle. A castle. Um, but then, like, the sides of it, I'd, like, blocked... I'd, like, um, knocked out, like, certain blocks all the way down and put torches in it. So, it created, like, these really cool, like, light effects. Um, I... Uh, the, the the physics in it are really interesting. The way that um, uh, bridges and that kind of thing work, it's very engineering-focused. So, you have to put supports in certain areas and, and so on and so forth. So, um, and if you... If you don't do it properly, everything just falls down. So, in so essence, I had a lot of fun. In essence, playing with all the, the physics in it. Seven days, seven days to die. Seven days to die. Really good game if you pretend it's Minecraft. Sort of, but it's Minecraft. It, it, it's a bit Minecrafty, but um, I liked it because you could do things like, um, like I had a farm set up, for example, um, with all different sorts, sorts of stuff. Um, it's a bit. It was a bit buggy. Which is a bit annoying. You'd suddenly have yeah, I, like a zombie would like spawn that, yes. inside the inside the walls. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. How <laughs> is that <laughs> a thing? Um, which is not a problem because they're not difficult to kill. Um, but I found that like after you get sort of to a point, the the scarcity of certain materials gets a little bit ridiculous. So you kind of. Uh, that's when um, I worked out how to just adjust um, the. The, the like the back end config on the server it wasn't hard and all it was I just basically <laughs> just made it cheat. so instead of yeah. well no so, so it'd be kind of like you know when you create concrete for example instead of your materials creating one block of concrete it creates ten okay so yeah, it means right. that so it's, yeah, it's just it's, it's you've added another mode to the game yeah pretty much um, and then yeah I, was, you know build, okay, build up defenses might, and then I haven't played it for ages I might give it another chance because as well as that I never I never played it with with people I just tried it and it was just oh you gotta play with people yeah yeah. It was, uh, there you go it's the inverse of the Terraria problem that you had you gotta play it with people uh, mm. you've left out I dare say you've actually left a game out of your list because it does Which class one? as a psychological 
thriller or horror game, and that's actually Portal. Ah, uh, no, I wouldn't call it horror. Uh, that one, it's in, it's, it is in a genre that you think about. Think about the plot. You have an insane computer that is trying to kill you, and yes, it's, it it has comedic elements, of course. Um, but at its core, Portal Two a little bit less so, but yeah. Yeah, see, I would define horror as it has to scare me. Oh, okay. And Portal Two does is not scary in the slightest. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, that's more. It's more sci-fi comedy, which is uh, which is good. Now, I was gonna. I've started developing a list of. Um, and I, I am sad to say, in terms of tabletop games, I haven't played that many horror-themed games. Now, a couple of of note. Loose note mentioned, not because they're scary, but because of the uh, the basis for them. Uh, Cthulhu Dice, which I mentioned a little while ago. Yeah, it's got Cthulhu in it. There you go. Bit of, bit of Lovecraftian horror for you there. Zombie Dice, zombies. Everyone loves a good zombie. Um, I, 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 I'm sad to say I've never played Arkham Horror. Um, I would love to in, have included Arkham Horror in this list, but I've never played it. Well, I can actually talk about something quite significant, and that's um, uh, one of the new, well, not so new nowadays, but one of the campaigns from um, uh, D&D, which was Curse of Strahd, which is a horror-themed uh, uh, campaign. And it was one of the, it was one of the official... Uh, official hardcovers that came out from Wizards. Um, and effectively, you're fighting against... Um, oh, it's, a, it's pretty much Dracula, right? It's, so it's Strahd. And if I recall, I, I recall your playthrough, he was um, voiced by Christopher Walken. Was that him or was that one of the other? No, I tried that and then it turns you out I can't maintain like, Christopher You Walken. sounded like you were trying to do a really weird Mexican-Jamaican accent. I couldn't. No, so I, so I tried to do a, uh, you know, I found it was like your blood, a law, a law, and what I found is that over time it just becomes more and more uh, Italian, for some reason. No, well, you know, <laughs> vampires are Italian. I think the Chris Walken um, would have worked. Hey, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm but but this but this, this hey but this this this, <laughs> this this campaign can be played in a, in many many different ways. So I've run it now for three different groups. Um, one of them is about to finish it. The other two groups um, we got interrupted and started other campaigns. Um, but every group so far has been very very different, um, which is great. And and I found it was fun as as a DM. It was fun to find ways to make it even creepier. So. I, I did one thing which um, was fantastic and it freaked my wife out. Um, which Shut was, off all the power was... mid-game. And they got a bunch um, of people dressed up as clowns to bang on the windows. No, no. That is no, pretty what scary. I did, what I did is every time they were traveling, I mean, typical thing is when you're traveling, you eventually rest for the night um, and people keep watch. What I had was I went and found creepy music. Um, specifically involving children because children are always creepy when they're in horror games, and put them oh, on my oh, um, just 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 to slide aside there because it remembered me which which one of the um one of the Dead Space games it might even be the third one has a little kid singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, but yeah, it's got I found that in minor. Yep. Oh my god, that's what I found. That is terrifying. That's what I found. Ugh. So I put that onto I put that onto my iPhone and then got got a head <laughs> got some headphones and anyone who was. Uh, uh, on watch had to listen to this music. Now, after like the second night of that happening, um, people who were in the group started saying, I, do- I don't want to go and watch. 
And it was legitimately transferring then into real life of, I don't want to go on watch because I, it's, no, it's too scary to be on watch. <laughs> and it's, which, of course, translates that, into the game. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, the, um, in, 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 in Strad, there's a, um, uh, there's a castle. There's an online, there a there's castle? an online shop. No, there's, there's, there's an online shop that you can go to called DMs Guild. So, dmsguild.com is where people can develop their own content. And um, somebody's put up a free list of um, additional encounters that you can get. And the only purpose to these encounters is to creep people out. So, um, one of the encounters, for example, is you hear a scream off the path in the forest. You follow the scream and you find a cottage. Um, and at the window is a young woman like banging on the window from the inside trying to get out. All right. Um, and when you walk up to the window, if you look at this girl, you see suddenly a face appear behind her um, and grab her and drag her back into the, the darkness. Um, if you kick the door open, room's empty. Now, there's no loot. There's no... It doesn't enhance the storyline at all. All it does freaks is freak people out. the fuck out. Well, I know yeah. what happened to and that girl. She was taken by a midget in a raincoat to a house and, because she and was her baby pregnant. Was harvesting exactly for whatever yeah. they're harvesting it for. <laughs> exactly. Then she wandered around in the dark for hours, bumping into stuff. Yeah, yeah. So of course now that now the new campaign that's out is um, uh, Storm King, Storm King's Thunder, uh, but Curse of Strahd was the one directly before that. So, um, there's a lot of groups out there that are still playing Curse of Strikes. Well, that's, it's a, that's it's a great the one I, I only got to have one session, but I, I started yes. it. I'm keen to see what, what actually happens. But everyone well, else that's... would have finished that campaign by now. Yeah. Well, I think that just about brings us to the end of uh, the podcast for another week. That is exactly it. So, uh, tune in next week for... Uh, well, oh, you'll be down in packs, won't you? I will be in packs, and I'm going to go find some people to interview. Excellent. So, if you're, if you're going to packs. And you'd like an interview? Well, uh, okay, okay. Wind back. I think you really need to sell that a bit better. (laughs) If you're going to PAX and you see us and we're sitting and and you don't have anything to do, yeah. um, No, if you if if you're if you're going to be in PAX, um, uh, myself and uh, three other four other of our um, DMs from Dutch Potato will also be there at the D and D tables well, for Adventurers League. I know that James uh, wants to catch up with you, the developer of Astro Attack, because he's going to be down in PAX, yeah, so he's going to try and catch up with you there. As does Alex from Level Up Dice, so uh, I might go and see Alex. That should as be well. good, good one. So we're going to have uh, Puck, not live, but pre-recorded. Uh, when you're in PAX over the course of next weekend, so it won't be next week. We have that on the show. It'll be the week after. Because uh, we'll yeah. be pulling in the recordings from next week's down there. Uh, next week, I'll have a um, a stand-in co-host, uh, which should be a little bit interesting. And uh, yeah, we're going to go through some stuff. I'm going to re-record this bit later when I've worked out next week's schedule and who the fuck I have on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good, man. So, it's all good. Uh, well, that's all it right. uh, uh, from from me, Cubal, uh Castle. And this is Puck signing off to go and play some Last of Us on PC. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Castle. <laughs>